You know why I'm excited, baby? Why? I'm going to tell you why I'm excited. The Marines put their crayons down and joined us for this show. <laughs> I'm so freaking pumped. It's our pleasure. Yeah. Oh, man. Pleasure's all over here, guys. Are y'all ready to get started? Yeah. 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 I'm okay. ready when y'all are. All right. Three, two, one. How long have you been in the Navy? Only a blooming life. I'm Jamie Britt. And I'm Heath Britt. And together we are E14. We have 40 years of naval service. And each week we discuss a potpourri of topics, which we like to call smoke pit topics. These are real world topics that concern us, our marriage, and our Navy with a sailor twist. So join us each week as we dive into the deep end. Booyah! Hey everybody, welcome back to E14 Podcast. I'm Jamie Britt. And I'm Heath Britt. And together we are E14. Today we have whiskey and freedom in the house. Two and business owners, Marines, William and Matt. How y'all doing tonight? Doing really well. Doing uh, great. Yeah. Thank, thanks so much for being on with us. I just need to put out a disclaimer before we get going. Um, because the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of our own and not the United States Navy or the United States Marine Corps or our respective commands. You know what that means, right? Go ahead. You can take it or leave it. See how excited when he gets it's when not, he it's says that? <laughs> anyway, okay, now you can go ahead and ask your question. Oh, hey, thank you guys again. This is recording and you guys put your crayons down. Yeah. To join us. But I do have a serious question for you. So what? <laughs> Matt, what's your favorite flavor of crayon? <laughs> what, about, what about you, William? It's green for me. Green? Yeah. Does it, does it taste, does it taste kind of like sour apple and cherry? So it's, uh, it's got more of a lime taste to it. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Uh, yeah, nice. I, I like the little the tartness. So. Oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I was I was leaning more toward yellow, maybe lemony. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm more of a lime guy. So <laughs> oh, cool. green, cool. I go too. But you know, if I'm in short supply, I'll go with the yellow. Yeah, yeah, it's good in tequila. Yeah. Right. So we planned this out for those listening because we wanted to do local beers. Um, yeah. And so I actually haven't even opened mine yet. So I, have. I was going to open it. Um, you, you got us a purple haze from Abita. It's a, it's a Louisiana brew mm -hmm. and it's a raspberry lager. Yeah. But um, the, the uh, bottles are prettier. You yeah, they, the, they he went have, cheap on they me. didn't have bottles. Look, so. look, here's my my afternoon, guys. So I I found out today that Cody had a classroom presentation for his classroom. Yeah. yeah. So I heard that. And then I got to rush to physical therapy. Then I got to rush back. And in uh, when I'm rushing from physical therapy to the grocery store to get something for dinner, that's when you guys start texting each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so I went in, grabbed the stuff for dinner, and then on the way home, Jamie's like, give me purple haze or voodoo or something like that. And I'm already, I was already on the way home. So I pulled oh. into another grocery store that was on the way home. They didn't have it. So I had to go make dinner and then rush back. So instead of getting two different types of beers, I, I got the same kind. We were sharing a 12 so pack. So we are sharing a 12 pack of cans. Yeah, they didn't have bottles, baby. Local they didn't have brew. bottles. But we have cans but, too. Oh, okay. Well, so, so what do y'all got over there? uh actually that purple haze that's actually sold over here too is nice, it really nice. yeah, where are you guys at again uh where we're in virginia beach virginia beach okay Te technically it's chesapeake yeah. but yeah Virginia. everybody beach. knows yeah. Virginia 
beach. Yeah, I know where Chesapeake is. I have some friends that lived out there. So okay, we're uh, we both have we have two different kinds right here. They're both from Smart Mouth uh, Brewery. It's where is it in? Uh, Smart Mouth is in Norfolk. Yeah, it's it's in oh, okay. Norfolk, yeah. and um, pretty good company. Uh, the dude that the dude that runs it, he was a lawyer. Um, and decided to give it up in 2012 and start, he was doing his home brewing and then he decided, nope, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, quit my lowering stuff and do beer. I have, oh. um, what's it called? Cow catcher, chocolate chip, cookie, milk stout. Cause we're, uh, oh. we like stouts, you know, dark beers. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I got the, uh, <laughs> safety dance Pilsner. <laughs> nice safety dance i like their names <laughs> hey do you guys like ipas uh it's a little hard for me i like um, them but okay go yeah, ahead go ahead oh, i don't but, mind them at all. yeah there's this brewery out of uh, uh i think vermont somewhere in uh northeast and when i was at the senior enlisted academy in rhode island it's called clown shoes Lounges. <laughs> they have and they probably have them at, at, at liquor stores around y'all they, they got them down here they got them down here that, that anyway. familiar but i don't think i've ever had it right well I, they're expensive they're expensive they're like 15 bucks a four pack 16 ounce cans but all you need is four that's all you need it's like drinking a 12 pack of anything else so right. we uh we have a, a place down here called beer garden oh, and yeah. it's, a, it's a german place they uh they sell and they, they sell it here at total wine it's um man Roush Marzen right yeah. Roush Marzen it tastes like the first time I tasted it uh was when I was visiting him what 2000 oh, no no it was years ago uh I was visiting the first time I tasted I swear to god I thought I was drinking bacon really? what? It's, yeah it's a yeah. smokehouse beer wow um, and like you can't even pronounce what's on the label it's German yeah uh, but Total Wine sells it down here, and it mm. it comes in. It's a pint, right? It comes yeah. in a pint. Yeah, I think sixteen or eighteen ounce bottle or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Probably the most delicious beer I've ever had. Holy cow! That sounds good. Yeah. And it sounds yeah, it's imported straight from Germany, so yeah. it's wow. pretty hard to get. Yeah. Mainly yeah. only in the summer. Yeah, it's a seasonal thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, cheers, wow. guys. Cheers. Drink cheers. to the foam. Drink to the foam. <laughs> So tell me a little bit, uh, start with you, William. I'd like to know a little bit about your uh, military uh, time. Yeah, where are you from? Yeah, where'd you grow up? What happened? Uh, Would you, tell me your military. Well, I grew up in Fort Myers, Florida. Okay. Uh, not not too far from, from you guys. Oh, uh, that's, a, that's a long ass ways, man. Fort Myers well, at the bottom, right? One, one state over. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, <laughs> all, it's all the way at the bottom. Yeah, uh, dinner, Miami area, right? Yeah, well, if you if you think about where Miami is, it's uh -huh. exactly there, but on the opposite coast. Got it, got it. Um, okay. So I uh, I was born and raised there, and then in uh, 2009 I left for the Marine Corps. Um, I went to uh, Paris Island. Obviously, oh, I know. Yeah. I'm the uh, you know where real Marines are made, not San Diego. Oh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> 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 so uh, I graduated. I went there in January, 2009, and then I graduated in, uh, what was it? April, April, 2009. Then mm -hmm. I went over to MCT, uh, which was in, um, it was Camp Geiger. Um, and, uh, from there I went over to Pensacola and, uh, did my, I did my schooling there. 
um, we're both avionics guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I got my orders out of there. I went over to Lemoore, California, okay. um, Naval, the Navy base over there. And I did uh, my schooling for F-18 Com Nav. So that's that's okay. what I am. Okay. And then uh, from there, I was stationed in uh, MCAS Miramar at uh, VMFA 323. And okay. um, only boat squadron on the West Coast. Uh, so I thought that was, it was a bummer when I heard that I was going to the ship, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for my deployments. But I ended up absolutely loving it. Um there I did three deployments. One, my first one was on the USS Ronald Reagan. My second one was on the USS Nimitz. And then my third one was a UDP to Japan and like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Southeast Asia, that, mm-hmm. that area and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. um, so I was there for about six years, uh, five and a half, six years. And then I went over, I went back to Pensacola and I became uh, an instructor. Um, okay. And I, I stayed there until February, 2018. And then that's when I got out and I, I came up here. So, so William, so as an avionics, you were a technician, right? Right. Yeah. Like, like the, like the Navy version of like an AT. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm an ET. So okay. I kind of know a little bit what you're going through. What about you, Matt? What, tell me a little about yourself. Uh, all right. So, uh, you want to go tell us when you were born uh, in the womb <laughs> i want to i want to hear about your delivery <laughs> i wish i could tell you I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now where are you from where are you from bro uh so i was born in new mexico okay and uh parents split my mom got remarried moved to northern california and getting close to ending high school and i didn't know what i wanted to do right so uh doctor recruiter and then he called me up one day and I talked to my mom about it and we both agreed you have nothing planned then might as well learn a trade so okay. uh joined the marines under uh I level AT ATI okay. yeah um yeah I went to boot camp in San Diego <laughs> which honestly the where real marines are made Argument aside, I'm so glad I went West Coast because I can't handle bugs. I hate them. They're all Hollywood Marines. That's what I was just about to say, Hollywood. (laughs) Or bougie. (laughs) I'll take my mountains. I actually, at the end of boot camp, um, on the crucible, I broke my left foot. Well, broke. It was a hairline fracture, but it still counts, I guess, as far as my record is concerned. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, after that, went up to Pendleton for MCT, and then just like Will, I went to Pensacola uh, for I level aviation. Okay. Um, went to Miramar for my C school, and then got stationed there. Thank God. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to South Carolina or North Carolina. South Carolina. Cherry Point, right? Yeah, Cherry, Cherry Point. Point. Oh, Cherry Point. Cherry Point. Yeah. Cherry Point. Yeah, that's North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to go there, so. Uh, yeah. I got stationed in San Diego. I met Will uh, in Fallon. First wow. time we talked, I'm pretty sure first time we talked, Yeah, he was yelling at me because I was wearing, <laughs> yeah. I was using his cranial. They uh, were they were attached to us. Yeah. Um, our augments. We needed mm-hmm. extra bodies for our deployment cycle. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> first time he talks to me, at least that we can remember, 
is him yelling at me because I was on days, he was on nights and I would have the dark lenses in. So I would come in and put his cranial back and then he would go to grab it and just, what the hell's wrong with you? Why would you change out the lenses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's y'all's normal like conversation is oh, just right. yelling, right? Or, or, <laughs> or, grunt, or grunting. <laughs> I was a young dance corporal at the time yeah. and um, he, he was making me mad. So, uh, you know, yeah. and like, you know, I didn't have many qualifications or anything like that, but this is my shop, yeah. you know, yeah. like, right. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so then after that, I officially get attached for the deployment on the Reagan and uh, we've been friends ever since. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, what's seven countries together. Wow. Uh, yeah, there. I don't, I just don't in know, that man. one deployment. Yeah. I think there was, a, there was a lot in that one deployment. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. But then go back to San Diego after the deployment, get attached two weeks later. Uh, I think it's, I don't know, not too long later on a deployment with 232 out to Kuwait and Bahrain. And that was pretty fun, except really boring because I literally had no job. I just sat oh. around. I actually drove a like a bus to to ferry guys back and forth between the, <laughs> the barracks so i did that for three months on that deployment so that was a big old waste of time and then i got out in july of 2013 um went back to new mexico to start college that that was a failed experiment because <laughs> I, <laughs> I just didn't take it seriously um and then a buddy of mine who was in the mouths with me called me up one day and said, hey, you want a job? And I said, how much you make? And then he told me and I said, huh, yes, please. <laughs> so I moved up here to Virginia and then been here ever since. Cool. No, uh, that's awesome. I got like, I've got a lot of sea time for a bunch, a couple of jarheads, man. I got uh, I way have, more than I do. I have almost two years. That's good. Yeah. Nine months. Uh, it was the well, including complex. Yeah, yeah, it was about nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's well, awesome. Um, I just wanted to just kind of tell you how this beer is tasting because it. um, it's pretty smooth. It is for a, a lager, and well, I mean, lagers I guess are smooth, but it's very fruity. Yeah, it's the raspberry. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you want to? This is not a sea story. But this uh, beer actually brings back a lot of memories of our first time in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Goodness. So this actually, this beer is brewed in Abita Springs, which is about, about a half hour from here. Half hour from here. About an hour from New Orleans. Yeah. Oh uh, no, not not. Forty five minutes. Forty five minutes or so. But yeah. So anyway, Heath and I went to New Orleans for the very first time, and um, we went to this Pepper Palace where it's like hot <laughs> hot sauce okay. and yeah and you have to sign a waiver to try the hottest hot sauce and i'm not a hot person but he has like a, a stomach of lead right yeah, so he can he can eat anything so he's tasting and sampling all these hot sauces and he signs the waiver and he eats the hot sauce and he gets a sticker and i was like uh, we were dating at the time and we, when we, got engaged. We, oh, we, we had just gotten engaged and we were celebrating actually and i was like okay i'm not gonna let him show me up so i signed the waiver and i eat the hot sauce and you know i get my sticker instantly i'm like choking dying and they're like here eat this butter it'll soothe your your 
you know, stomach and your throat and everything. So we go and we go down Frenchman street, which is where all the live music is, you know, and we walk into this bar and I order a purple haze. So my mouth is still burning and I'm still trying to recover, but still look pretty and still look cool. (laughs) And so we sit down and we start listening to this band. Well, my stomach starts really hurting and I'm drinking this beer on top of that hot sauce that I just ate. And oh my gosh, my stomach, it felt like my intestines were melting. It was like, it was just like the worst pain I have ever had. Like, I don't know what it was. It made me absolutely so sick. So there I am on the floor of this bar in New Orleans (laughs) and I'm just like, uh, like calling out for help, <laughs> like somebody help. And Heath is out there listening. He's like <laughs> listening like, to music. I'm like free bird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the bathroom, so I like walk out, and he was like, "Wow, you really had to go." <laughs> I thought she's out there taking a deuce or something. I, I mean, like I was like stumbling around as if I was drunk like Uh as if I was like completely sloshed and I'm stumbling down the street and and everybody's like golly it's like 12 o'clock in the (laughs) afternoon (laughs) and so anyway we like I had to go sleep it off it was the worst experience I've ever had it was so bad it didn't end there because we went we found this another couple that were hanging out in our hotel or bed and breakfast and we went out with them to go eat we went to this badass freaking uh uh boy place yeah, it's outside of the touristy part of yeah. New Orleans. It's called a Parkway, uh, Parkway Tavern. Tavern. And, and we they are, have the best po' boys. And we were eating po' boys, and all of a sudden, Jamie gets up, and she's gone for like 10 minutes. I'm like, that's weird. She comes back. I, I, had, to go, I had to go throw up. She had to throw up again. She was throwing <laughs> up bread. <laughs> so so we're eating these badass po' boys. Here's a, here's a loaf. You can have this, eat this loaf, this empty <laughs> loaf of bread. Maybe that would help your stomach. It was so the bad. The food was great too. I felt yeah. bad for it, but I ate the hell out of and it. And so then, then we go back to Bourbon Street. Now at this point, everybody else is drunk and I'm still stumbling over because <laughs> I she had was, hot She shots. was dying. We didn't even know it. <laughs> and <laughs> then um, then we we come up to this old bar and it's, uh, what is that pirate oh, bar? The, uh, John Lafitte. Lafitte. John yeah. Lafitte. It's like the oldest bar in New Orleans. It's uh, started out as a little backstory. It started out as a blacksmith shop, I think in the late 1600s, early 1700s. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, this guy stumbles out and he looks completely hammered. And and he was like, I was he was like, I'm not drunk. And this girl goes, He ate hot sauce. And I was like, My man, I know exactly where you are. <laughs> that's my that's my purple haze story. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I was on this ship one time. I, I was stationed, I made chief on the uh USS Tortuga out of the Sasebo. So that was a Gator Freighter, right? It was LSD. We always had Marines on board when we deployed. And I remember this one time, something happened. Uh, we usually de- picked them up in Oki, Okinawa, wrote, went out with them and dropped, the, dropped them back off in Oki before we headed back home. Right. For some reason, for some reason, we had to go back to Sasebo for a night or two. For some reason, we had to have the Marines on board. And mm-hmm. I kept telling them, this is a mistake. They're going to tear a freaking Sasebo up. <laughs> what? Yeah. I was like, this Sasebo is not very big. I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, I have. I, I actually was going to say uh, your spicy story. Um, I had yes. some raw, 
in Sasebo one time and it said ass okay. kicking hot on the menu. Oh I'm, yeah, yeah, I understand. I, understand. I, I like spicy food, but this one messed me up good. But yeah, uh, that's it, actually did it uh, make you yeah. stumble around? <laughs> oh no, not that bad. But the sake, the sake played a role in that. Um, yeah, that's yeah, sake boy. Yeah, Sasebo was our first stop on our on that first deployment. But we were taking those taking all those Marines on. I said, this is a mistake. They're going to mess Sasebo up. It was, a, it was about not 800 of them. Mm-hmm. So I remember I had, I had freaking section leader on the ship that night. It was a hot freaking mess. Marines were coming. I mean, first of all, they, they, we had, a, I think people were paying fines that for the property dis, uh, destruction in Sasebo for a little while. But I remember <laughs> the Marines are coming back. These dudes were coming back with fractures on their shins, broken mm-hmm. legs. <laughs> One guy, and he was coming up. He, these, these, but they're tough, man. They, they never bitched about it. They were just, all right, go go to medical. And one guy, I remember coming back, and there were his buddies were helping him. But this dude, I could see he had a he had a um, a fracture that was that was protruding through the skin. Oh, I was like, man, that's gonna suck in the morning. I mean, it was a hot freaking mess. They they fucked that place up. <laughs> i told you <laughs> yeah we are we're some of the we're some of the smartest dumb people that you'll ever meet yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah, in, uh, in phuket it was oh. my second time in phuket and judging off of the first time i was in phuket i shouldn't have gone back into phuket. <laughs> um, right, right. uh in uh phuket so thailand right you know right. like Thailand is just sort of a lawless wasteland, right? Yes. Um, and there, so there's this game that they play where they have nails and a hammer and a, just a huge block of wood. And whoever can hit the, hit the nail into the wood in the least amount of tries, they win. The other person has to buy them a drink. Me and my buddy were doing it. And I don't know why, but for some reason, we couldn't find the hammer. But we had beer bottles. Um, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. She so knows. <laughs> we got through three and a half nails. And I say three and a half because on that fourth nail, my buddy hits it and we both hear something crack. And I'm just like, okay, my turn. And I hit it and the glass bottle explodes in my hand. Oh. And um, I still have the scars all over my hands. From it. <laughs> um, and I ran up and down the Bung Lao Road, like the where the, the party district. I ran up and down this this road trying to find like a bathroom and like any place I could find. Strip clubs, regular bars, didn't matter. I was just looking for a bathroom and I'm leaving a trail of blood everywhere I'm everywhere I'm running. <laughs> Finally, we decide I can't find anything. So I take off my shirt. I had like an overshirt on. I wrap my hand in it and I went and grabbed some McDonald's. Of course. That's a good idea. You're hungry. (laughs) Pause. (laughs) Hold on, life. Pause. (laughs) So I had already lost enough blood uh, to where I was completely white and like my buddies were carrying me around. No, it was Burger King. Now I remember. Anyway. (laughs) Have it your way. (laughs) (laughs) That's the last thing I remember until I got onto the ship, right? We, you know, you have to go onto the, little platform or whatever and we had to take boats there um because we were not docked we were whatever you guys call it yeah we're anchored or whatever and i remember i'm standing there and i am i'm not joking covered in blood 
and it's it's my blood, of course. I mean, right, right. <laughs> I got on this ship. I did the whole, you know, well, permission, permission to come aboard. <laughs> I did all of that, and they let me on. And I'm, and I wonder to this day, who wasn't doing their job? Like, <laughs> out of anybody that got on that ship that night, I should have been the last person that was allowed to get on that ship because I was covered in blood. They didn't question it. They figured, I guess maybe it's Thailand. It's bound yeah. to happen. Yeah. It happens. Well, I mean, I think they see Marine and they're like, eh, yeah, come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not our problem. But, but you bring up a good point about that, William. Like, I don't, every sailor that, you know, I only had a small dealing with Marines on the Amphib, but every sailor I ever met could be where they can't walk. But when it comes to getting on that boat, they, they somehow figure it out. Right. They it, pop it, tall. Rich, come aboard. Yep. ID perfect. and everything. Yeah, perfect. I mean, yeah, I mean, holy crap. And I know I'm watching these guys and I stand OD waiting, you know, I was standing next to the pastor watch while they come on board. And I'm looking at these guys, and these guys are stumbling. I'm saying, oh, dick, I don't like dealing with this crap, right? And, and but I said, as long as he gets across the brow, I don't care. Let's get across the brow. <laughs> and they stumble, they get, they get that brow and they sharpen up. It's like they just took a sobering pill. Yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the whole it's time like, on the pier, they're freaking barely can walk, falling yeah. on their ass. But when they get to the boat, man, they're squared away. Yeah, it's some sort of something deep within all of us. That yeah. is, In our bowels. Comes, like, yeah. <laughs> Just a little, little switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. As soon as they're done with it, they're back to stumbling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, nope, that's off now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow end up in the trash compactor room. I don't know. Like, Yeah, uh, Thailand, I'll tell you what. I, I don't want to go back. I, I, yeah I hear you i've been there yeah, um, you, it's uh, the time me and will went there uh i'm pretty sure the night ended with me throwing up into a corona box <laughs> and from i think you told me or someone else told me that there is a picture of when i was there throwing up into that corona <laughs> box at the bar that i threw up at <laughs> so i got a yeah. snapshot <laughs> yeah i don't i don't <laughs> think, like i don't think the box had a bottom to it, <laughs> <laughs> so you just threw it on the damn floor. Oh, it, it definitely hit the ground. The Corona box. I mean, it's not the best vessel to throw up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was what was available at the time. Yeah, exactly. You got to make do with what you got. Yeah. I've never been to Phuket. I've been to Pattaya a lot because uh, it was in Japan. That was like our second home port. But I, Pattaya was stupid. Yeah. But I heard Phuket, Patty was like the dirty version of Phuket. How I can see there's a dirtier version of Phuket from what I hear, but Patty is like the, like the dirty version. Like yeah. It's uh, dirtier, our, it's not, as, not as nice of a town. Our unit used to go to Patty uh -huh. and uh, they had told me all about it. And then this is the first time we'd all ever been to Phuket. And I'm like, it's an appropriate name, right? So you're just like, <laughs> screw it. Everything's, everything's good here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's only flashes that I remember, um, but I'll never go back because I'm afraid of what will happen, and yeah. I can't. I don't know if I just lose all control there or whatever. I'm a, I'm a pretty like grounded kind of guy, right? But, and Thailand is just another story. And China. yeah, I've yeah. never been there. Never been. I've been to Hong Kong, but not China. China. Well, that's where that's yeah. where. We went okay. To. Yeah. 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 That was an adventure too. That's yeah. I went there as a young sailor. My first deployment, I went there as a chief in 2013. Yeah, so it was the same. 
Wait. It grew up a lot. Like Kowloon grew up a lot over the years. It was a, it's like a shopping mecca now compared uh, to what it was in early yeah. 2000s. Um, yeah, absolutely right. Um, I know we ended up at a on a 12 story mall yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just drinking every single drink they had on the on the menu. Yeah, because um, yeah, I mean, 12 stories, you're walking up and like looking at all the shops. And by the time you get to the top, you're tired. I want a break. Yeah. What better break to have than alcohol? Yeah, perfect. It was <laughs> like, yeah. An oasis for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, if no, if people out there listen to hear that, Jamie's, that was Jamie's was, cracking open another beer. Take her easy. It's been that kind of a day. Golly, I guess. you just started. <laughs> I want to carry you to bed. No, I mean, it's just, like I said, it's really smooth and it's got this raspberry flavor that I really like. And, and the smell is really fruity too. So if you it's ever, uh, or if you want some strong shit made by beer, try that Andy Gator. That's like 8%. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's IPA though. If you're not, if you're in IPAs, that, that's their strong one. That puts you on, puts you in the right spot. Well, we've had uh, the beer gardens giving us oh. beers that were what? 14 14 15 yeah, 14, 15. oh my goodness that's what that clown shoes is it's around 10 or 10 oh. to 15 that's that's a little rough like i don't know you hold your alcohol better than i do i i, I stopped drinking when i got married um a lot i slowed down a lot so yeah mm-hmm. uh, but i mean i can still put them away but uh that 14 15 those ones those yeah. are rough yeah, that puts you on your ass. You know what? Think about beer. I remember growing up, you had like your normal Budweiser, Miller Lite, Miller. That was all like three, three to four and a half percent. That was, yeah. then they came out with the ice brew, which bumped it up to five and a half, six yeah. percent. Then they came out with IPAs. IPAs are a game changer. <laughs> I do not I, care for IPAs. Yeah, but as far as the alcohol content. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. they changed the game of beer. They make beer stronger than wine now. We usually find stouts. Mm-hmm. Stouts have, uh, a good amount yeah, of, yeah, yeah usually around eight or nine yeah you know speaking of stouts we went to dublin oh. and we you know guinness is guinness is uh i i want to say it's got like a little bark to it over yeah. here yeah but in dublin in ireland it's so smooth that's oh, the smoothest There's, it's no it's wonder awesome. they're just like pounding them back it, yeah. it didn't feel like we no. were drinking it didn't, you know, here, like heavy. Yeah. It didn't feel heavy. Here, if you drink it again, it's like you just drink a steak. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so yeah. heavy. Over there, it's so just smooth. And light. I can't even describe it. Yeah, it's so fresh. So I heard fresh. that they, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I've heard no. that they don't chill their beers the way Americans do. No, that that's more German, I think, because when I was in Dublin, they, their beer was cold. Okay, it was cold. I mean, it just it was no difference. I couldn't tell the difference. Did you I guys mean, just you... go to Dublin on like vacation or? Well, go ahead. Yeah, we. I was in Djibouti, and uh, you know, I got my ninety six, and so he flew up and met me in Dublin, and and I flew from Djibouti to to Dublin, so we could just have a weekend together, and um, that's how we just stayed in the city. We didn't really like go exploring too much or anything, but it was it was awesome. We went to one little fishing village just north. Oh, of there, it, that, yeah. What was that place? Called? I cannot remember. I feel anyway. I we we got on a boat and rode around this like island out there. It was really beautiful. Yeah. um really uh contrast from Djibouti because I went it was super super hot obviously in Djibouti and then it was like freezing I was freezing it my was butt. pretty cold it was pretty cool especially it was in June right I think yeah because it's halfway yeah, so was it was June it was off. it was pretty chilly for June even because I came from South Texas which is warm mm. and that Djibouti hot there's on there's hot then there's Africa hot 
Yeah, that's another <laughs> level. Yeah. Of yeah. Right. So, so, but I was talking about the beer over there. It was like, I could even, I can't even, I could just drink beer for days over there. Yeah. It was, um, it, they always pour with a big old head too. I uh, don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's like for stouts. I, I'm not like super beer drinker, but um, it always had like a huge foam at the top. I don't know why. And when Jamie, we, we were there at a bar or a pub and Jamie's like, can you go get me a Jameson and Sprite? I'm like, oh shit. That's one thing you don't do is order Jameson and Sprite in, <laughs> in Ireland. And I was just waiting for the, I was waiting for the, the shit talking from the bartender. Uh, <laughs> it was a female. I go, can I get a Jameson and Sprite? She goes, would you like a nipple with that? <laughs> oh yes yes i would i was like you got me <laughs> jamie threw me uh, okie doke yeah that's funny uh yeah speaking of irish i think i found the only irish bar in rome uh, oh in rome yeah it was over in rome uh <laughs> it was right down the street from the coliseum too um, oh really wow yeah we got a we stopped in naples but we mm -hmm. went up to rome I had this like apartment uh, just for like four or five days. It was on the second deployment. We weren't there. Yeah. Um, I could look out the window and I could probably throw a rock and hit the Coliseum from where our apartment was, right. uh, which was really awesome. And somehow we we met all this amazing Italian food around us. And we managed to find an Irish pub. Um, and I learned there that, you know, they get pretty offended at the term car bomb, Irish car oh, bomb. Oh, they don't yes, like that. They don't like that, that shit. That's yeah. from the, uh, um, what is their, their game? Oh, IRA. IRA. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the first time I'd ever heard of them being uh, offended by it. And it was, this, it was this Irish guy in the bar and, you know, we're hammered and we're, at, you know, we're asking the, the uh, bartender, can we get an Irish car bomb, you know? And there's a guy there and he's like, hey, would you guys mind not calling it that? He wasn't rude. He wasn't, he right. wasn't an asshole or anything like that. He, he was cool about it. And we're like, okay, can you, can you tell us uh, how you would order it? So we don't make the mistake again. He turns to the bartender and he goes, yeah, you know, uh, Guinness with like this and that and that. And the, the bartender looks at him and goes, you want an Irish car bomb? <laughs> that's awesome the dude just gave up he's like yeah oh, whatever yeah. just order it shit <laughs> hey devil dogs y'all like the sound of freedom love it that's <laughs> it right there, there. there you go. <laughs> dad jokes that's the sound of freedom that's that's real stuff oh that that's the real that's a real joke that's not a, real, a dad joke it's not a joke it's freaking for real uh we always say that about the jets when you have to stop talking to have a conversation while the jets oh, yeah. are going by and then you pick it pick it yeah. right up as soon yeah. as they're done wait you guys stop talking we just yelled yeah, we just started yeah on the flight deck you'll get used to it on the flight deck yeah yeah y'all were in a uh, 18 squadron uh yeah charlie's okay yeah they're 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 loud as hell yeah they actually uh 323 just came back from their last deployment uh with charlie's we're getting they're getting super hornets finally the super hornets yeah oh damn they've been out for a minute too yeah yeah i left i left my i left my carrier pre pre uh charlie's i think it was well it might have been the old charlie's i can't remember it's been so long but uh they didn't that's back when they had the uh they were still using uh f-14s on my on my deployments oh nice, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah you know i'll tell you guys uh if i had a chance i tell people this all the time if I had a chance to deploy again, 
I would go back to the boat in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Swear to God, I would. It really? was without a doubt the most exciting place. I, I used to final check on the cats. Like, yeah. there's nothing, nothing I've ever experienced in this world that's more exciting than that. And the flight deck, I think the fact that it's so dangerous, I think that's yeah. what that's what makes it so exciting. That right. land deployment I did, the UDP, it was boring compared to <laughs> so you know they say the flight deck of a carrier if you work on a flight deck that is the second most dangerous job in the world next to like alaskan fishermen yep. crab fishing mm-hmm. yeah 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 um on the deployment that me and will were on together uh one dude did get he got blown off the flight deck but he goes caught in those nets on the side oh yeah what is such oh a wow <laughs> oh. i was gonna leave his name out of it just in case the off chance he saw this but yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in the boot camp platoon. oh my god he's such oh. an oh. <laughs> oh. uh he's a dumbass yeah he he was one of those guys that we would move to like you know tool room yeah. as a yeah. punishment you know because he, he was a <laughs> he was a pc like he was a um like a plane captain and yeah. anybody that would trust this dude as a plane captain i have no i have no idea how he ever became a plane captain well uh, let's explain I, let's explain what a plane captain is real quick in case anybody doesn't mm-hmm. know okay. uh well plane captain they um they get they first do the walk around of the aircraft before the pilot gets out mm-hmm. there uh making sure that everything's good to go uh checking all the circuit breakers all the the, the fluid levels things like that um and then they will be in charge of the pilot's movements during startup so you know they'll tell him like um you know they'll tell him like move his flaps and stuff like that okay yeah they're they're basically in charge of the entire operation until the pilot is ready to taxi out or have like the yellow shirts or blue shirts taken out now, if I remember, I'm not a, I'm not an aviation dude. I was on a carrier, but I'm a surface guy. We call the Navy black shoe, if you will. Right. People that I'm not an aviation, but it, on a carrier, it seemed to me like in the Navy, at least the plane captain was kind of a junior guy or gal. Uh, yeah. Um, all the way up to Sergeant for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then sergeants, uh, they, they teach their guys really young. Like that's one of their first things that they do. There's not yeah. much else to do in power line. Uh, we call it power line. I think you yeah. guys call it power plants or something. Power like plants. That. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, yeah. They, they start them, they start them out real early doing the, the plane captain stuff. Um, it's not like us, like, like my CDI, this, the collateral duty inspector, right. uh, you know, it take, it took me, I was corporal before they even let me start that. Yeah. Um, well, they let me start it as a lance corporal, but I, I wasn't allowed to have it until I was a corporal. That's not the way that they do it with the PCs. Um, they, they need to start them because there's not many of them mm-hmm. and we're, you know, they're always launching aircraft. So we always need them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there are guys that you can tell, like they shouldn't be trusted with that kind of responsibility. Um, matter of fact, we had a Marine, uh, one, a guy from our shop under the aircraft, in the back and if somebody's under the aircraft you don't do anything as a mm-hmm. pc and he had him he had the pilot start the apu on him literally right on him oh, i've shit. never seen i've never seen a marine had had his ass handed to him on the flight deck until that moment wow so, you, you've seen a lot of ass ass handings too so I mean, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a big deal <laughs> yeah. yeah that's on the daily <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal so Wow. That's so scary though, but it is a dangerous place to work. Your head always has to be on the swivel. Oh. I mean, because anybody could mess up or, 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 you know, just 
you're doing your daily job maybe you're just not looking around yeah it's tough yeah yeah i've seen i see people just walking through the hangar day hangar bay and then smack their head on a freaking et yeah. charlie or something and end up getting like six <laughs> across their forehead oh, wow. that's just going to the chow line walk across the hangar day yeah to the chow line i'll tell it's you what a, those e2s terrified me oh so yeah scared. the just are pointed down no that's the prowler oh okay. the e2 yeah. they got the blades on they got the, they got the big dome across the big radar yeah. dome on the, the, the reason why they scared the hell out of me the faster the blades went the quieter it got it's crazy you're right yeah, yeah. that's go ahead what were you gonna say? oh i was gonna say um Okay, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have another beer. But, I mean, the, the We're problem. on the edge of our seats. <laughs> Sorry, I built up suspense for nothing. Uh, the Prowlers mm -hmm. scared me the most because, I mean, their jets are pointed down. Yeah, the 45. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you're walking past them thinking you're fine, and then all of a sudden you just feel your feet start to go out from under you. Yep, mm -hmm. they'll take you out real yeah, quick. That was scary. Yeah. You said the, uh, the Prowlers? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, uh, the uh, EA-6Bs? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah and, and they're super powerful too so oh, yeah a lot uh, of electronics they, on there yeah they would uh actually you could feel your teeth rattling oh. inside your mouth when they would go up on power on the catapult wow it's pretty wow. nuts hmm. y'all ever been shot off a carrier uh no i never have best nope. damn roller coaster ride on today that's that's pretty badass i would love to do it but i've never done it we've only it's, did it for like emergencies yeah it's cool for like first 15 seconds to a minute, then it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> because you're in the air, the, you know, the excitement's over and you're still wearing a cranial and a float coat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but because you're facing back, right? You're facing toward the back of the plane and, and you get shot off. I think it's zero to 60 or zero to 60 in like two seconds. I mean, it's something fast, right? It's the, yeah. the, the catapult. I can't remember. I used to know when I got qualified, but I can't remember now, but shot off and you're like so you're facing the back it's going forward so you're like this you know, your feet your cheeks are going are like, <laughs> like you're on a roller coaster it's badass and then you know how every aircraft when it launches off it drops a, a little bit yeah, yeah. It has you, that know, you, you feel that shit you feel every <laughs> inch of that you're like uh for a second you you think you're gonna die uh, 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 we're dead yeah yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and then it pulls up then it pulls up you're you relieved then it sucks because you're still wearing a cranial and a float coat and nothing's happening like in a c-130 like being in a c-130 it seems cool at first yeah. because yeah. oh i'm in a c-130 but then you yeah. realize real quick this blows. Yeah. yeah have y'all have y'all gone in an osprey have y'all ever flown in an osprey no i've always heard that they're death traps yes and I've, <laughs> let me tell you about my experience <laughs> the no. daggone death trap but <laughs> so we 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 were flying i was uh, actually on a flag rider tour with the admiral for chief naval air training and um, I was taking pictures. I was there to take pictures. So anyway, we get on board and the admiral's in the cockpit, you know, talking with the pilot and everything. And um, they said, hey, do you want to be in the gunner's, gunner's belt? Because you can move around, take pictures freely. I was like, of course. Well, anyway, the gunner's belt is nothing but, you know, for those listening, it's nothing but a, a strap to the, to the, it hooks on the wall and it straps around your waist. And that's the only thing holding you in basically in place. So anyway, I'm happily taking pictures. We take off and, and the Ospreys go straight up, you know, helicopter yeah. style. Then they rotate their wings and he flies like a plane. 
So we're flying around and looking around and I'm taking pictures and taking pictures of the Admiral talking to the pilot and just, you know, having the best old time. And I didn't have a headset on. So I don't hear, I'm an air traffic controller. I don't hear anything, you know, I'm just like along for the ride basically. So I'm standing there and there's a Marine behind me and, and a few other sailors that are, had gone along, but they're strapped in on the sides of it, you know, anyway, we're coming into the airfield and I'm like, I know the, the whole procedure. I just don't know, um, anything that's happening. Like I said, I don't have the headset on. So anyway, we come in, um, we come in and we see the numbers, right. For the, for the, uh, the numbers are the runway. runway. So we see the numbers and I'm like, Oh, there's the numbers. Take the picture, whatever. We hit the brake so hard which is like when you turn around to come back to land that um, I like flew back. So you hit, I think it's called positive G's or negative G's. I forget the thing that makes you fall to the floor. You you ever ride the Gravitron in a carnival ride? Yeah. Yeah, That, whatever that, that force is that sticks you to the wall. We hit that in the brake. So I fly back, I take out the Marine behind me and all I hear is, Ooh, and we both hit the deck and we're, we're plastered to the deck and everybody is sitting in their seats and they're like, ha 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 ha. And I'm like freaking out because the back is open on those things. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to slide back. We're going to slide out of there. And we're like both just like plastered to the deck. You can't move because the whole force of the aircraft, you know, being in the break is, is holding you down. And so finally the, the, you know, the, the G force like lifts and you can like get Shut up, up yeah. and whatever. And I busted his lip. Oh. <laughs> that's my story about busting you a Marine's what? lip. You know what? <laughs> that's, that's kind of, I feel bad for the Marine. He's probably on a, having a nice bowl of crayons. <laughs> Wouldn't see it coming and you slammed into it. That's messed up, baby. I was like, damn, you could have told me <laughs> that we're about to hit the brake. That's not entirely true. Whatever we're doing a, an actual exercise, it's crayon topping. Oh, just topping. Just <laughs> go, that's the go-to. That's the go-to joke. Yeah, it is. It crayon. is. I was it trying is. to play into it. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> like, like what, what branch has a go-to joke the way that Marines have? No, them? none. Well, <laughs> none. That, that I mean, I guess the, the sailors, um, we have a lot of jokes, but I, I guess we don't have a go-to joke. Yeah. Except you know? We, you know, there's no, you know, they just always say you look in your wife, you look at your, you know, delivering ice cream or the best yeah. joke I heard is like, yeah, you Marine, you're part of the, your department of the Navy. Yeah. The men's department. The men's department. Yeah. yeah. The men's department. yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. I always, you know, I'm a recruiter. I don't know if I, if I mentioned that, but I always explain, you know, they ask us the applicants, Hey, what's the difference? Why is the, the Marines part of the Navy? And I'm like, well, or like, you know, kind of where, where do the Marines fit in, I guess. And I'm like, you know how, when you want to go to the movies with your friends and your mom says you have to take your little brother along. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just the awkward brother. You're just a little brother. We have to take along with us. (laughs) That's funny. I was actually supposed to join the air force. Really? Really? Yeah. That's a a big difference. Oh yeah. My entire family is air force. 
really? And uh, I went with my dad. And one day I decided after I graduated from high school, I was like, I'm going to go take the ASVAB, you know. And I went to the I went to the Air Force recruiter's office. It was 1030 in the morning. Nobody home. Nobody there. Right. So I'm standing there kind of like peeking inside, you know, lights off, not a recruiter around. And all of a sudden, like a vulture, Marine <laughs> came in. Like, how's it going? You know, and I was like, I'm just trying to do the ASVAB. He says, you want, you know, you can take the ASVAB with us and then you can use it for the Air Force. I'm like, okay, cool. Got All right, him. Got him. <laughs> Got him. I walk, I walk away from that. I'm with my dad and I look at my dad and I said, dad, there's no way in hell I'll ever join the Marine Corps ever. I said, Marines are, Marines are psychopaths. I'll <laughs> never do it. And so I went to go take the ASVAB, like immediately from there, we left to go take the ASVAB. I get done score really well and the, the recruiter he's talking to this one dude he's like hey man you, you're gonna do great things and i don't know if this is a recruiter tactic or not uh, right. but this this guy this pulley he scored a three 31 or 32 or something like that yeah. and he's like you're gonna do great things <laughs> like like you're gonna be great you know and then he turns the kid leaves and he's turn, turns to me he's like you are going to be great. And I'm like, <laughs> so he's not like, okay. So we leave. Everybody's great. <laughs> yeah. And I, I look at my dad a second time. I said, dad, there's not a chance in hell. I'm joining the Marine Corps. And what? Six months later, I'm gone. I'm in, from, yeah. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Paris Island, Island at Marine Corps boot camp. Don't know how it happened. Maybe it was just a spur of the moment thing. But uh, yeah, best nine, nine years later and uh, best decision I ever made personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, I don't know if I dodged a bullet because I, I got out after nine years as a sergeant mm-hmm. in the Marine Corps. And I think back that if I had gotten out of the Air Force in nine years, I probably would have been an E7 or something you yeah, know probably like i probably could have had an easier career you could have joined the air force but your stories wouldn't have been no. as good yeah <laughs> I, mean, like, I was <laughs> sitting i was sitting in my cubicle yeah. <laughs> the chair force right yeah the chair force yeah yeah that's that's one that only air force has chair oh, that's, force, true. Yeah. that's true that's the go-to for the air force yeah. well that's, that's uh, not a joke either when i was a when i was an instructor i would look outside and see them PTing, right? Calisthenics? No, they were walking. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, the differences. Good God. I'll tell you what though. Uh I've I've worked and and I've interacted with all of the branches. And I'll tell you, yeah. even though Marines have the best discipline, I'm gonna say that straight up. I would say the Navy is, is right there as well. Um I got a lot of Navy friends. I got a lot of respect for the Navy. I know you're not quite Marines, yeah. but um, you know, I, I still <laughs> I still love still love a lot of uh, lot of sailors. Um, I've seen some. I I swear to God, I've seen some some sailors. I said you should have been a Marine. You should have been a Marine. Oh yeah, they're out there. I'd like to ask you guys what, like for me when I joined the when I joined uh, the Marine Corps. It was for two things only. It was for the brotherhood and the actual title because I, I loved mm-hmm. the idea of being a Marine. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to ask you guys, what, what made you want to join the Navy? Go ahead, man. 
Well, um, my my dad is, was a Marine or is a Marine. I guess you You're never, never ex. There's no yeah. ex Marines. So, um, <laughs> actually, my sister and I grew up singing from the halls of Montezuma because he taught us that, like it, like oh, that- like our bedtime night song. You know, when you're going to sleep. Um, but anyway. <laughs> We, uh, we, uh, I was always kind of just focused on that, but then, um, I went to college and did the whole college thing finished. And when I came home, I had a hard time finding a job. My sister, my uncle is also in the Navy or was, um, a captain in the Navy. And so my sister was talking to a Navy recruiter. And so I thought, uh, that'd be kind of cool to join the same branch at the same time, even though we were very different times in our lives. She was six years younger than me. Um, we actually joined and I think I left first. I went in June and she went in July to boot camp. Uh, but we joined the Navy together. So it was mainly because she was already talking to a Navy recruiter. It wasn't, I didn't know anything about the Navy. I didn't know anything at all. I just, um, because like I said, we just knew the Marine Corps. And that was it. Uh, but that's the reason why it was just to, yeah. to kind of, I don't know, bond with her, pair mm-hmm. with her. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 And I, I did it, man. I needed health insurance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we just lucked in, we just lucked into the Navy. And, honestly. And it's, and I, I thought about it. I didn't join until I was almost 20 and I had thought about it when I was 18, but I went to college. I just got, it's not that it was, I couldn't do it. I just got, I just didn't want to do school no more. Right. I was done with school, but I didn't want to be under my parents' thumb. Not they were bad. They were great parents. I just wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I need, but I know you got to have health insurance because people get sick. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I actually didn't join until I was almost 20 as well. Yeah. I, I left, I was 20 years old when I left. I joined when I was, well, I got into the uh, the debt program yeah. when I was 19. I know you you went straight out of high school. Yeah, I, I was debt uh, from yeah my junior year. Oh, well, oh wow after my junior year all through my senior year of high school i was in the debt program but yeah, yeah basically immediately after high school i joined mm-hmm. and it's funny uh will was so adamant about not joining the marines <laughs> but that was the only branch i was going to join i wasn't gonna really join, wow. i wasn't going to join the air force wasn't going to join the navy and coast guard I me mean, seriously Swimmers, dude. I yeah. can't. I can't swim like them, and I, will, I can't swim like them. And I'll maintain to this day, Marines are insane. Okay. Yeah. I still maintain that. <laughs> no, Y'all crazy. are so yeah. proud of being insane, though. That's, a, That's so funny. funny. It's a term of endearment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your right. ass is crazy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm right. I agree. Well, right. yes, sir, we are. <laughs> but I didn't. I definitely won't go and join the army. And I actually went to the. I went to the Marine Corps recruiting station. I actually go went in there and I had done decent on my ASVAB. So I walked in there and I was like, well, you know, let's see what the Marines got. Cause my cousin in the Marines, he was like pushing it on me. Right. Hey, you need to join right. the Marine, join the Corps. And uh, <laughs> I walked in there. I said, yeah, man, like, wow. You did pretty good. You can be a mechanic. I'm like, no, no, no that's not me. Went into the Navy recruiter. goes, yeah. They said, you can be electronic technician. I said, tell me about it. They were like, well, air conditioned spaces. I said, sold. <laughs> I'm, from Louisiana, I'm from Louisiana, man. I've been working those nursery gigs, those plant nurseries for all through high school. I was ready for some air conditioning. Uh, yeah, my my recruiter actually explained avionics to me as ordnance. Oh, I really? Thought, yeah, I thought I was going to be an ordy. Turned oh, out man. I was going to be com nav or AT for you guys. And it was yeah. definitely smart. So, uh, Heath, you, 
Did you grow up in Louisiana? I'm from Central Louisiana. Yeah, Rapids Parish. I I have to ask you: Are you a Saints fan by any chance? Oh my uh, god! Yes, yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> I I have a tattoo of Florida Lee on my arm. Oh, oh good oh. for you! Yeah. Are you a, oh, good for see. I knew. You know what? She's a Dallas fan. <laughs> uh, well, they just locked up Dak, so that's good. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i got this uh i had this tattoo on my wrist it's it's green which obviously is not the traditional color of right right tea. um it's for kidney awareness oh, okay. uh, my dad my dad grew up or my dad raised me as a saints fan even though we're, we're both in florida right and he uh it was january last year uh my dad received a kidney transplant because wow. he had stage four uh kidney disease he received that transplant from my little sister oh wow wow yeah, which was huge for our family um i would have been the first on the list to give it to him but we weren't the same blood type um, oh, gotcha. so obviously that wouldn't work but my little sister stepped up and it was a huge thing for our family uh oh, so i got wow. the the florida lee because of how my dad raised me in the green because of uh kidney, kidney you know, nice. awareness so wow that's awesome man that's a good story and i bet I bet they're even like 10 times closer than they were before that. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, you, you have your, you have your daughter's organ in you. I just got to make yeah. it. That's like being twins. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know it, it took a lot of convincing. He he's, my dad is one of those kind of guys that's like, I will do anything for anybody, but I won't accept help from anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's so kinda, it, I, I can understand that. Yeah. So it, it took a lot. Um, you know, as, as parents, you guys know you do anything for your children, but right. if the you know she was on the other foot, yeah. it's maybe a different story. Um, and that's the way that he saw things. And we were just like, Dad, you have to do this. Like, you got to yeah. do it, man. Yeah. And uh, he did it, and uh, very smooth process. Very smooth. Uh, the surgery went very successful. He's doing really well now, uh, which is great. So he was actually um, my dad has had a lot of health problems since I went to boot camp. Um, he was, he was in a really bad car accident when I was in boot camp. He ended up, um, he shattered like 18 bones. He tore his oh aortic valve, oh um, a lot of issues. Mm. My dad made it to my boot camp graduation in a wheelchair. He's he just a hard ass. He's just <laughs> a hard hell ass. high water. He was going to be there. Huh? Exactly. Strongest dude I've ever seen in my life. So, uh, you know, we're glad to obviously we're happy to have him. Around. So he's he's pretty much a marine that never went that never joined. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Matter of fact, he he never joined any branch. Actually, he's the only yeah. one out of his brothers and sisters that didn't go to the air force or any yes. other military. And unfortunately, it's because he had he had kids. Plus, right, kids. right. Um, but you know, as strong as as strong as they make them. So yeah, yeah, definitely. No, wow. I had some medical problem not too long ago. I had a stroke. Uh, like February 1st of this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I told you. Did you tell me about yeah. that? Oh. Yeah. Jamie, uh, Jamie told us. Um, yeah. Well, she told me yeah. and I, I told Matt. Not, yeah. I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a religious person. I actually yeah. go to. Uh, we, are, we are too. We are too. Yeah. yeah. I, I go to uh, Regent University up here. It's a Christian university. And yeah, uh, yeah we, we prayed for you. So I appreciate that. Because I'll tell you what, it worked because I, I, it was subtle, right? So if you ever feel weird, just go to the damn hospital. Yeah, because, I can't more. Because I was um, I was uh, at a soccer game in Southeast Louisiana, not far an hour from here, and I was um, watching my son play soccer, my oldest play soccer, uh, and 
I'd stayed in the car because I was doing some work. Mm-hmm. So I stayed in the car. Plus, it was cold. And I, I got out. You know, he two hours later, he hops in the car. I go get gas in that town before I headed home. Mm-hmm. And I felt just a subtle, a subtle lack of coordination. Just a subtle lack. Not like very, not prominent. I mean, not prominent. I could walk fine. I could do everything fine. Just sort of out of it. Almost like I've been sitting in a car for two hours. Yeah. That kind of, mm-hmm. you know, going like along. A, like you ever fall, your arm falls fall asleep, asleep or. It, yeah, it was kind of like that, but no numbness. It was, it was really weird. And it was subtle. I, I told Jay, I was like, I feel weird, but you know, it was probably a pinched nerve or something. I was in the car, so I probably sat wrong or turned wrong or something and got a pinched nerve, you know. Woke up the next day and it was a lot worse. And then we went to the hospital and, and I thought I had a pinched nerve the whole time. So they told me, I was like, holy cow, because there's no pain. You don't feel like a strong headache or I didn't, you know, I felt fine i mean i felt actually really good except for that little subtle subtle lack of coordination and and then it got it got worse as i was in the hospital because yeah, i guess you when degraded. You have, i degraded the stroke you degrade so much and then if you're going to recover you'll start recovering i got out i was, I was in there a couple hours and i had to go to the bathroom so i went to the bathroom the whole time i was dragging my right foot as i was walking i couldn't oh, wow. yeah i remember in the hospital I, I had to like concentrate to wiggle my toes on my right side wow yeah, but you know, I didn't drive for I think I was six days, five days I didn't drive, and after that was fine. I mean, I mean, it was like when you'd sight in a gun. I'll talk marine terms. You sight in a gun, you have the course adjustment, then you have the fine adjustment, right? Yeah. So my course adjustment went really quick, like a week. The fine adjustments took time. But he just right. got cleared to start working out on his own just now. Yeah, I just got cleared. Today. I was going to physical therapy and they said, Look, you're killing it here. You can still kind of still come to physical therapy, but on your off days, here's some exercises to be fine to do. I'm really glad you, you you decided like not to tough it out. I yeah. know a lot of people. A lot of people are like, "Oh, we're you know we're tough and we can." Right. It, it's no but, big deal. But uh, I'm glad you went and actually got it checked out. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I'm guilty yeah. of tough it out. Actually, yeah. uh, this past October, I got a full hip replacement. Oh shit! Oh, my gosh. How how old are you, man? Thirty. Thirty. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but we look at it this way. He's he's like thirty percent. Like bionic now. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Superman. Freaking Lee basically. Majors. Lee Majors over there. I was in the golf game. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I, uh, it was not long after Will moved in. Uh, I was helping him like set the jacks so we could change his oil, and then I just felt a little pop, and I was like, oh, whatever, it's not a big deal, just a little tweak." Next day, I can't walk, and then wow. one thing happens, and I'm going back to work and trying to power through this and what was it two years i finally hit the time. point like i can't deal with this anymore i it's just so much inconvenience so much pain just randomly right finally went to the doctor and said hey something's wrong and the va covered yeah the, whole, the va was actually really good about wow. it. yeah yeah they got me in like wow, nice. they wanted me to have the surgery two weeks after i talked to them but I was like, man, I got this work trip and I got, it's too much money for me to miss out on. So mm-hmm. yeah. I postponed it and finally got it done October 13th yeah, last they, year. They were great about it. Yeah. yeah. It was actually probably the smoothest process I've dealt with the VA. Wow, nice. Before. Nice. That's awesome, man. I, but I feel you by toughing it out, man. I mean, I was in the hospital and you asked Jamie. I was like, so they told me I had a stroke. They moved me to my room, right? I was, you know, I went down, stayed in the ER a little while until the room cleared out and I got in there. And I was like, so when, I, when, when can I get out of here? I gotta go back to work. Yeah. I got, I got shit to do. I ain't got time. 
I know they were, I remember they were like, oh, we're going to keep you for another day. And we're like, what? Yeah. Cause they had originally, I'm, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> they originally said I'd stay one night. Yeah. I was like, all right. So they come in the next morning. I'm, I'm getting ready to pack my shit and roll. <laughs> and they were like, we got to stay We have to do a test on it. We have to get, it can be scheduled until tomorrow morning. So you got to stay in there at night. I said, nah, that ain't gonna work for me. Said, so how roll. did they, how did they actually determine it was a stroke? Is they there... gave me a CT and MRI. Oh, okay. okay. That's how they knew. I mean, yeah. when I got in there, they were like, code stroke. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? I thought oh, it was a pinched nerve. Scary. Well, they didn't know. They just, they treat everything like a stroke, right? Okay. Right? Yeah. And then they COVID test up my nose. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? That was pretty funny watching Matt get the COVID. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's so funny that it, you got all these big, bad people, you know, big, bad guys. And then they're like, no, they're not the COVID test. Yeah, no. Well, the good news is, and the most important thing is that you're, you're doing well. Again. I'm six feet above uh, ground, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's okay. the important thing. Yeah. I was, uh, seeing, I was just checking out y'all's shirts and, you know, that you're wearing. And you want to tell us how you got started on Whiskey and Freedom Definitely, or how that yeah. even came to uh, Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, we are both wearing shirts that you designed. Oh, nice. Uh, so these are, um, <laughs> I'm awesome. wearing... I'm wearing the to the to hell with the stigma shirt. Um, I love that. Actually. Saying, uh, he's wearing the the shoulder shoulder. shoulder. Um, yeah. So it's kind it's actually kind of a, it's a little bit of a sad story of how it got started. Um, so my and I I still don't know how to even say it. My soon to be ex wife. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, her name is Christine. Uh, we, we decided that, uh, like our, our marriage just wasn't working. We had been married for about eight years and, um, just didn't feel that it's the same anywhere, uh, anymore. So, um, we both separated from one another. Technically we're still married. She was actually here tonight playing with the dogs and everything like that. We still have a really good friendship, which I'm very, uh, I feel very blessed that we can, um, yeah. we can still be good friends. Um, because I understand people fall out of love and whatnot. So, um, so I called, um, Teddy, who is the, the sailor, the third, uh, the third owner. And he, he was just like, dude, like, and he was approaching it from a pretty, like broad, pretty, well, I would say a pretty brutal, uh, his, his point of view is pretty brutal. Cause he saw like his best friend, uh, was like, you know, I'm heartbroken. So he's mm-hmm. like, dude, you gotta screw her. Like you need to, you need to come out here to Missouri and we need to start a business. It's something that he's been trying to get me to do for a long time. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Like I'm 32 years old. Um, I'm graduating in May, this May with my, my bachelor's degree. Nice. And, um, I was like, you know what? I need to change. Like I need to change my whole life. And I was like, I don't want to do manual labor anymore. I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to be my own boss. And I, I told Teddy, yeah, dude, yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, and then he wanted to do it like, oh, well, we'll start like a, a auto detailing business or something like that. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's not bad. But I was like, well, apparel is a really good way to give back to people because I see grunt style and, uh, the Till Valhalla project. And, uh, yep, yep. 
they always give back to the veteran community. And that's what mm -hmm. I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. And I mentioned it to Matt and I was like, I honestly wasn't expecting you to get on board with it, you know? And he was just like, yeah, like, yeah, let's do it. You know? Um, so we, we bounced around whiskey and freedom is actually Teddy's. He, he created a soap brand years ago when we were wow. in Pensacola and, and he did pretty well. Um, but he sort of just, he sort of flamed out because he got, he got burnt out because he was doing it all by himself. Mm -hmm. um, and I was telling him, I was like, he's like, you can use whiskey and freedom if you want, you know, um, we could use it. And um, I was like, okay, so we'll be whiskey and freedom. And um, I was like, I want to do apparel because for one, it requires very little overhead to get started. And two, you can really put your creativity and your, your spin on things out there and people can connect with it. Right. Um, so I got started talking with Matt about it and we just got really excited about the idea. And um, eventually we started putting it out there, some feelers of how people would feel if we did this and, and we got really positive feedback. And then once we got everything start kind of rolling down the tracks, um, we, we wanted to look out, we wanted to find somebody that would be able to help us in the graphic design area of it. And my buddy, Adrian, Adrian Payan, right? Payan, you Pian, remember Pian? Yeah, from, from uh, Djibouti, right? Yeah. Yep, that, that's, that's my buddy, love the guy. Oh, hey. um, he mentioned Jamie in a comment. He's like, this would be like up your alley. And, uh, so we, we, uh, linked up and, and Jamie, you got some amazing ideas. We love them and we love the awareness aspect. Yeah. Of yes. The whole yes. yes. Absolutely love it. Um, and you just started like firing these amazing ideas at us and we were trying to get them out as quickly as we could, as fast as you were giving them to us. Um, so I feel like we were very fortunate um, that Adrian saw that yeah. we needed somebody and that you were the right person to go with. And so far, all of the ideas have kind of come from everybody. That's kind of what we want to do. We want to get input from everybody. Mm -hmm. But so far, the only actual designer that we've worked with is you. Wow. wow. That's um, cool. So That's um we decided that this will be the way that we give back. We love the Till Valhalla project. And mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so with the, the 22 veterans that commit suicide per day, that's our reason 22% of our profits from all of the awareness line stuff goes back to the Till Valhalla project. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. just our way of giving back to people. Yeah. So, and it, it's like uh, the mission is more important than the sales. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if we fall flat on our face, but we are still doing the right thing, that's what's most important. No, you're 100% yeah. right. Uh, no, I, right. I actually wrote a paper about it for school. And um, it's the paper was the paper, the, one of the questions was, How will you know if you've succeeded? And I said, If we can save one life, we've succeeded. Definitely. That, no, that's 100%. Uh, that's where we're at now. We're, we're constantly coming up with new ways, uh, new ways to market new ways to get our names out there. Um, 
we're, we're doing all the social media stuff. Like I said, we just started YouTube today. Um, Instagram, Facebook, even we're even doing TikTok. Any way that we can yeah. get our names out there. Yeah, we don't, we're not, we don't like it, but TikTok's a huge thing right now. So it is. It, is. No, it, is. it really, big. I mean, it really is. And, and all of the social media is the best way for a small business to get out there. True. Yeah. Truthfully, I yeah. mean, we don't have millions of dollars to put billboards out there. Mm-hmm. So social media is the avenue. It's the, it's the free avenue. Yeah, yeah. we, we yeah. can't agree more. Um, and that's that's why, uh, you know, we're glad to work with you guys. And um, the, I know we, we spoke about like the sponsorship and stuff like that. And we're, we're totally on board. Um, and, and any way, any way that we can absolutely give back to you guys, um, just let us know, you know, awesome. like we, we, we shout you out pretty often. You do. Um, uh, yeah. we really love what you guys do. Um, I listened to your podcast last week um, and you were talking about what the, the EO rep, I believe, or the oh, equal opportunity. Yeah. Equal opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I thought that was a great, um, I thought that was a great interview um, because that's, that's one thing. It's such a, that is such a tricky subject. It is such a, such a, tricky thing to navigate there it Um, it is it is because you don't want to piss off anybody yeah Mm -hmm. but it's an important topic because oh yeah i think the military is so much better than our civilian counterpart Mm -hmm. as far as equal opportunity but we're not perfect we have our issues right and and it's good that we we should talk about it because it's an important issue Mm -hmm. Um, i I completely agree and i I, and i love that shirt to hell with the stigma Mm -hmm. you know me and jamie who are we talking to about that it actually came, the idea came from a podcast. We, yeah. we were talking, I can't even remember, remember we exactly. No, it was Schumann. That's right. Because it was our after action was a, um, He was a, a SWIC, a SB. I don't know, know what that special is. Special Forces. Uh, yeah, so okay. We have our, our SEALs and our SWICs. Um, yeah. The SWICs basically are, are the, um, the guys that, take the seals to where they need to go and then okay. get them out of there. Yeah. Well, he came on and our topic was hold fast through adversity. And we thought he was going to talk about, you know, like, you know, gunfights or like getting in the weeds with the seals. And he was actually a big advocate for, Hey, if you need help, go get help. And yeah. And the way that he took that topic, hold fast or adversity, was completely not the way I thought he was going to go with it. And that's when we decided, or we were talking about it after the fact. And we said, you know, to hell with the stigma. And we both looked at each other like, that's a shirt. That's a shirt. <laughs> and that's and, when I sent that. Yeah. To <laughs> shirt. That's it's a shirt. It's official. <laughs> it's yeah. on whiskeyandfreedom.com. But, I, I, but honestly, guys, I thought we were going to put it on our shirt, but I'm not I'm not mad. I'm glad y'all got it. <laughs> I'm happy as hell. I, she told me she gave I it to whiskey, whiskey and freedom. I was like, no, that's 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 the right call. Yeah. Uh, well, because y'all have this whole awareness line yeah, yeah. that I um, you know, just wake up thinking about sometimes. Uh, uh, different shirts or different designs yeah. that that can get that awareness out there. And, yeah, uh, um, it's it, on my mind. Yeah, it's all about awareness to us because yeah. we all I I speak for I'm confident that I speak for all of us and I say that we've all been impacted uh, by you know these kind of issues like uh, veteran suicide or veteran 
PTSD is one yeah. that I think doesn't get nearly enough uh, attention. Uh, attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I deal with that. I actually have uh, I actually have uh, a disability rating from it. Yeah. Um, just things that we've done, things that we've things that we've seen are, yeah. and like you like you said, Heath, we're not the same as our as our civilian counterparts. No, not even they close. don't see they don't deal with the things that we deal with. Um, and I'm not saying that their lives are easy, but, um, there is this extra, you know, when we're, when we're constantly, there's constantly a chance that we might lose somebody, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. due to their inner demons, yeah. uh, which is why I love this shirt because it portrays that we have our inner demons. Um, when we constantly live in, in fear of that, it, it, it just brings this extra aspect to our lives and, yeah. Unfortunately, there is, there is a stigma still, you know, there is. that mental health is something that shouldn't be talked about or yeah. that is embarrassing to talk about. And that's, that's ludicrous. I mean, yeah. it's something that we need to normalize um, and it's something that we need to bring attention to. And I, I feel like if we can help one person, you know, our business could fail. We could go bankrupt. We could lose everything. But if, if one person, it feels better, or if one person's pulled out of a bad situation due to what we do, that's, that's all we need. Definitely. And I don't think this is all by accident. The the point that you guys knew each other back on the, uh, and and when y'all were in, and then y'all, y'all re, re, re-engaged after the fact, the point that you knew Adrian Pion, that knew Jamie. That, that's yeah. not that shit's not by accident i don't think so yeah it's so not I, it's, it's not coincidence yeah, yeah. so so i think that uh, it was probably meant to be meant to be because you know they you know we know there's something that needs to be done and your guys you're the guys to do it mm-hmm. yeah I, I really hope so I, and i appreciate i yeah. we, we both appreciate you know the the kind words and the support um little little side little side tidbit here i just want to throw this in as a as a as a humble brag um adrian actually knows me because i was the first marine of the day ever on the nimitz so (laughs) (laughs) uh, marine of the day a little plug for myself right here (laughs) marine of the day not so <laughs> yeah uh j- whatever <laughs> i just met the cmc the captain and i actually met the secretary of the navy dude no big deal so. no big deal no big deal. did you get a coin did you get did a you coin, get a coin? Yeah. i did yeah <gasps> nice yeah i got a coin. you have a secnav coin yeah i do uh, matter I'm of fact jelly. it was actually it was <laughs> i hate to say this about your secretary of the navy uh well i guess it's probably not the same one. It's probably a different guy now. We're not yeah. anymore. <laughs> uh, it was annoying getting his coin. And here's, here's the reason why. I was on the I was on the flight deck troubleshooting. Oh, that's right. And oh. they made one of my sergeants come and grab me off of the flight deck. I was in the middle of talking to a pilot, trying to get him out for when and we were in, I believe we were in the Afghanistan AOR. Oh, okay. And I'm I'm doing something that no disrespect this is more important right right and uh yeah i and i when i went down and talked to him we had a five minute conversation and that was it he gave <laughs> me a coin and said i'll see you later like Deuces. come on man i had to get <laughs> i had to get changed into like fresh clean pressed camis and everything uh, oh shit. it was no. more hassle than it's worth yeah. so. so so you 
do you realize that if you were to ever get into a coin knocking competition, you would probably be you beat everybody. 99.9% of all of the sailors. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the only one that would trump that is President? Mel Bonner. No, that's not a coin. It's not a coin though. President. Oh, the only person, the only thing that would trump that is a Trump coin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. President Trump. Well, no, not, well, yeah, POTUS. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to use Trump. Oh, I get, I get yeah. it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. If we're if we're talking medals, I have to throw in my humanitarian medal there because it looks like a pimp hand. So oh, that's cool. You know, that's cool. Oh, it looks like a pimp hand. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like oh, a, yeah. it's like a knife hand. It looks like a oh, that's cool. Like somebody doing oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, knife edge. Well, awesome. we've just enjoyed having you all on so much and um, we do support y'all and, and y'all support us right back. Yeah. And that's how we're going to continue to grow. keep grow and get bigger. Yeah. And, um, you know, do y'all want to put your social media handles yeah, out there please do that. so that. Yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. So uh, our Instagram, uh, whiskey underscore freedom underscore co. Pretty simple. Uh, Facebook, whiskey freedom co. Um, our YouTube is simply whiskey and freedom, like whiskey ampersand freedom. Uh, we do have we do have Twitter, but we don't really uh, we don't really engage with it right well, now. I could talk um, to you about Twitter. Yeah, he's our Twitter guy. Uh, I, I tweet more. I tweet more than Trump, man. <laughs> hopefully, it's well, hopefully it's not along the same lines. As what no, 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 no. It's cool stuff, you know. Yeah, you know, cool I say things like grab life by the balls, you know, cool stuff, American stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we do, we do have a Twitter whiskey freedom one. Unfortunately. I'll, I'll follow I'll follow you. Okay. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think you would be our second because I think I followed my, from my personal Twitter. Uh, yeah. We, we don't get on Twitter much at all. We haven't tweeted anything yet, but we do intend on getting in that, you know? And so obviously um, after this, if you have any tips for us, absolutely shoot them our way Just follow um, everybody and they usually follow you back yeah. <laughs> um and then uh what else we have we have oh and then the tiktok is is just oh. whiskey and freedom okay um so yeah basically everything is just whiskey and freedom or whiskey underscore freedom or whatever yeah some iteration of whiskey involving <laughs> freedom, freedom. Yeah, so <laughs> stuff um we do have everything linked. Uh, we have our Instagram linked to our website. Again, the, the website is whiskeyfreedom.com. Um, so yeah, I hope people will definitely check us out. And, and we, we can't appreciate you guys enough for having us on. Um, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Yep. Share, share yeah. some whiskey stories. You know, and we're all millionaires. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll have yeah. another yeah. drink. We'll have, we'll, have a we'll have some whiskey and some freedom, you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think eventually one day if somebody's trying to cancel me, that's how I know I've made it. So. Definitely, definitely. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, uh, you know, I guess that's a good good spot to end yeah. with us. If you yeah. need to get a hold of us, you can always uh, email us at e14podcast at gmail.com. And again, thanks so much for coming on with us, Whiskey and Freedom. We just enjoyed this conversation. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for having us again. Yeah. All right, guys. And we wish you fair winds. And following seas.